Well, hello there, everybody. This is Coach Wags. It's Monday, June 20th, 2011, and man, are we jacked up. We just got off of the uh, convention weekend down at the Atlanta Georgia Dome, and oh my lord, was that a powerful experience. Just imagine if you weren't there, 55,000 people packed into the Atlanta Georgia Dome Sports Arena, okay, for about two and a half days. Art Williams speaking for nearly an hour straight for the first time in 22 years at a company event, right? Recognition, SNSD promotions, Wall of Fame inductions. And I want to give a shout out to our upline NSDs, the great Assad and Lois Farage. We were literally praying that they would be inducted into the Wall of Fame once they started doing the process, and then they weren't. In the first 10, but then they brought 10 more out, and they weren't in the next 7, they weren't in the next 8, they weren't in the next 9, they were in the 20th one was Assad and Lois Farage, and we, we just went wild, it was awesome. Myself, Andrew Philbrick, John Cooper, Brittany Wright, and the Pruckners, we were on the floor there, and we just, like, flooded them, and uh, I was just really a memorable, memorable event, and guys, I just hope you understand the goodness and the magnitude of what we do, and what I want to talk to you about today, okay, is just the bottom line is your mindset, and more and more I am in this business, right, the more and more that I am in this life, the more and more I realize that all of life is nothing more than just having your mindset in the proper place. So without further ado, let's get into this. We're going to keep this one short this week, but it's going to be extremely powerful. So take some notes as we start this week's edition of Coach Wag's Locker Room Podcast. So for the first section here, I'm going to be discussing some things that I'm just coaching. Um, Relentless 2011, I'm just coaching you. On, on exactly what my mindset is. And I understand that there's different people uh, over the years who might listen to this who maybe have different religious backgrounds and different things. And, you know, let me just say first, I'm a very unreligious person, okay? Religion is nothing more than man-made defined rules um, that have nothing to do with having a saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is and having a personal relationship with him, okay? It's nothing more... Christianity in its truest form is nothing more than just simply having a relationship with the creator of the world, Jesus Christ. And so the bottom line is I'm a very unreligious person. I don't believe in religious tradition and different things, but I do believe in Jesus Christ, the savior of the world. And so the bottom line, guys, is you'll hear me reference some different things here. And if you're not familiar with Christianity, you know, pick up a Bible, read Matthew and, uh, and, and read Mark, you know, the gospels and stuff. And, and you'll learn a lot about it. But the bottom line guys is you need to have a mindset that all things work together for your good. I was just listening to a song a moment ago, um, just a powerful song, um, called Your Love Never Fails by Jesus Culture. And uh, there's a part of the course where just, and I'm by, by no, I am by no means a, a singer, so I'm not going to attempt to sing it, but basically they just keep repeating, all things work together for my good. All things work together for my good. All things work together for my good. And guys, you just need to get that deep inside you. As I speak to you right now, you need to understand that all things work together for your good, okay? 
all things do, right? It says it also says elsewhere in the word, right, that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God, that, that everything that happens is for a purpose, right? And we've all heard these things, but you just have to understand that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. You know, it was it was interesting. Um, you know, just today, right? I was at the bank and I ended up uh, sitting down with the the manager of the bank, right? And she just she just tells me, you know, Ian, you know, uh, my husband actually needs life insurance, right? And so I'm I got her information. We're sitting down. Um, it actually looks like uh, tomorrow night to do a life insurance application with her with her husband there. And um, you know, this morning um, when I woke up. Right. This is another thing that you just need to declare over yourself and have the mindset is that that God, every good gift you have in store for me today, I receive it. Right. And you just need to imagine that God has like literally like just a warehouse full of just shelving units and there's a shelf for every day and he has all these blessings all, all these good things that he has in store for you, right? And all you have to do is release him to allow him to give those things to you by simply just expecting to receive them and just saying, Lord, right, I have a right mindset. I believe things are going to work in my favor today. I'm not going to be a victim of doubt and of unbelief, right? Because if it says in the Bible, you know, um, and I don't want to get too spiritual, but I just want to teach you guys some truths. It says in the Bible that, you know, where there was unbelief, when Jesus walked the earth, he couldn't heal, right? He was, he, he, he gets, he gets, his hands are tied basically when there's unbelief. And so the bottom line is, is if you want to really unleash, uh, the blessings of heaven is you just need to declare that. And there's a difference between thinking it versus declaring it, right? It's actually scientifically provable, okay, mathematically and physics physically provable that if you take a rock and you think at it and you think at it, this is a rock in your mind and you just keep thinking as you're holding the rock in your hand staring at it, okay, nothing changes in the genetic makeup of the rock. Now, if you shout at it and you shout, this is a rock and you keep shouting at it, now those those you just altered history by by saying that because the sound waves of your voice literally are me- measurably alter the genetic makeup so to speak of the rock they can use a device to measure a rock before and after sound waves have hit it right and after it it's literally altered so when you speak something out it literally changes history and you have to understand the power of just of positive affirmations and the power of confessing with your tongue out loud. It says also in the, in the, you know, in the book of Romans, it says to speak that which is not as though it is right. We're commanded to speak that which is not as though it is. So when I was a brand new rep, I would just tell people, Hey, I I'm opening an office June 1st, uh, 2009. Right. And, uh, and to them, right they didn't know any better, right? They just took me at my word and I didn't know any better either. I said it so often to the point where I just knew that it was going to happen. I just said, you know, you have to make a decision. Somebody has to decide when you're going to open your office or it'll never happen. So why not you decide when you're going to open your office, right? And I ended up being wrong, right? Uh, six months, uh, later after, you know, being in the business for my first six months, um, Actually, it would have been five months later, would have been June 1st, but ended up being June 31st. It was actually a little bit before that I signed my RVP contract. So I was off by like three and a half weeks, right? But still not too bad, right? (laughs) And so you just got to start declaring things out loud, right? Uh, And for a long time, I roomed with a great VP in the company, John Cooper. 
We had a, uh, a condo together in Rochester. John's now married uh, to to the awesome uh, Brittany Cooper, and uh, and but you know there'd be mornings where we would wake up and we would be in our respective bathrooms and we'd hear each other just shouting at the mirror and we would just shout at the mirror, looking at ourselves and saying, "I am a great leader. I am a phenomenal leader. Right? I have I have a business right that is paying me twenty thousand dollars a month. Right? All these different things, and you just you have to really just, you know, I remember uh, a print piece that the company sent out uh, about a year ago, and it was of Frank and Elaine Dillon, Frank and Alan Dillon, and uh, it said a business built on belief. And, um, and I just, I always looked at that. And I really, when I really internalized and understood what that meant, is that guys, this is a business that is literally built on belief. You have to have belief in order to build the business. And like, it's not just a nice quote, like that's the reality of the situation is if you simply believe, if you speak it out and if you're coachable to your upline, okay, the bottom line is this thing is not a, a, a talent based business. It's a learned skill based business. So if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year or a million dollars a year as a basketball player, you need to be, you need to have an ability, right? You can't, you can't just learn a skill and be a championship basketball player. But in this business, the beautiful thing is nobody is born with the ability to do Primerica. None of us, Ian Wagner was not born, okay, with the ability to, to, to close investments, right? I was not born with the ability to talk to people about the business opportunity, okay? It's a learned skill and it's not the 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 increase or the um, mastering of that skill, okay, is not a time based thing. Hear me out. This is not a time based thing. It's a appointment and practice based thing. Meaning, I have people in my business who have been with me for a year and have only done two appointments and are not very good at, at closing. I also have people who have been with me for 30 days, and in their first 30 days, I've done 15 to 20 appointments and are very good at closing, right? So it's not a time-based thing. It's a number of times you swing the bat type thing. And so um, even if you miss the ball, aka you don't close on, on the recruit or on the life app or the investment or the saving them on the debt or the F&A or whatever, right? Just swing that bat and get in the habit of failing forward, okay? And um, and when you fail forward, you know, I remember John Cooper and I, we both had experiences where we would take four, five, six no's at the kitchen table three hours later and we'd leave not making the sale, right? Not protecting the family. But the bottom line is we would immediately call our upline, okay, Ian Prockner, and say, hey, you know, I didn't close here's what I did, where could I have improved? And we would analyze it. We'd spend 10, 15 minutes with our coach and we'd analyze it, right? So you need to be okay with failing, right? Because failing is a part of success. When you don't close, don't like avoid your upline's phone calls and texts, run towards them, right? Run towards that accountability and call him, right? If you fail your life exam or your, you know, securities exam, I remember, um, you know, I was blessed to be able to, to knock those out in a pretty quick amount of time last minute right before I went VP and um you know John Cooper and he he tells the story all the time so I'm sure he's okay with me sharing this but he he struggled with it and he got down to like his last try that he was allowed to take within a 6 month period and uh and thank God he passed it but I remember the first two times that he failed it as soon as he walked out of that testing center he immediately called me and said wags I failed I got I got this percent right he did not avoid 
right, confessing his failure to his sideline, I'm his sideline, and then he would also call Ian and tell his upline, right? And by that same token, on the third try when he passed it, he called me again as soon as he was walking out, except this time he was like, Wags, I freaking passed, baby! And he was all excited, right? But the bottom line is you got to do the right actions all the time, okay, no matter no matter what the situation is, no matter whether it feels good or doesn't, okay, just always be in the habit of doing the right actions. And so, guys, I just want to encourage you, okay, as we bring this podcast to a close, like I said, it's going to be a short one this week, but just have the right mindset. And um, I just want to leave you with a couple of things that I took away um, from the convention. You know, uh, there's somebody down there at the convention who just had this phenomenal, phenomenal quote. And uh, Christian David, he's one of the great leaders in our company, and he said, you know, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better, right? <laughs> don't wish it was easier, wish you were better, Right? Or, or you could rephrase that to say, don't wish it was easier, just get tougher, right? And um, there was another gentleman, Neil Gerfine, just phenomenal leader. I, I love Neil. I met him in San Diego for the first time. And uh, he says, run towards the tough road for self-development, right? When you have the option to pick the easy road or the tough road, run towards the tough one because it's going to self-develop you, okay? It's going to help increase your character faster. Okay. And, um, in the final section of the podcast, I just want to leave you with an example of what that means in kind of a story format. So, uh, as we close this track, uh, get your pen and paper out or, or not even your pen and paper, but just kind of, in fact, I would suggest you put your pen and paper down and just really internalize the story that I'm about to tell you. The great Michelangelo, the, uh, the sculptor of the sculpture David, which is a world-renowned sculpture, right? He is quoted as saying um, that David was inside the block of stone all along. All I had to do was simply chip away the rough edges to unleash him, right? to free him out of that hunk of stone, right? And that needs to be your mindset on yourself with self-development and character building, guys, is you have to understand, okay, is I just want you to imagine this, right? Is every year you go to school, in elementary school, then middle school, then high school, we get trained and taught all these different things, right? Not just at school, but in the home, uh, our peers, all these different things. And there's a lot of good influences, there's a lot of bad influences, okay? But by default, nobody, okay, is the leader that they need to be to be a million-dollar earner in this company when they enter the company, just bottom line. And so what I want you to visualize is imagine every year as you went to elementary school, okay, yourself being covered in having a, a, a bucket of concrete dumped over you, Okay. And at first, you know, and and basically as, as the years go on, you keep having all these layers of concrete added to you and you don't really notice it because, you know, once the first layer is on, you can't really feel the additional layers being put on. And so you, you're age 18, you get out of high school, and you're like this massive hunk of stone, right? Just like, just like uh, David was with Michelangelo. And so what you need to really understand, okay, is that there's two options, and there's really only two options, okay, and the two options are this, is you can either be feathered or you can be chiseled, and what I mean is this, is long range, 
to be completely free, you're going to need to remove all of that concrete, okay? To live the life that you were meant to live, to have complete financial independence, complete freedom with your family, all these different things, okay, is you need to, you know, the only way to achieve that in this story is to remove all the concrete. But it's painful, right? It's going to require chiseling, sometimes sledgehamming, sometimes maybe jackhammering, right, to get all this concrete off of you. And it's going to be painful in the moment, even though it's helping you get to where you want to go. And so what a lot of people do, guys, is they settle for a J-O-B. They settle for a job. They settle for going in every day in their suit of concrete, right, and being feathered. And what does that mean? means imagine somebody you know dusting with one of those little feather dusters and each day you go into work you're not challenged okay you don't have to make it happen you can just kind of sit there and get the job done you might work hard but you don't really have to think that much okay and you get feathered that day and then the next day you come in right and you get feathered so in the moment right that that feather duster feels nice but every day you go home and you're still in this huge block of concrete and you will never get free. It doesn't matter how many days in a row you'll get feathered. Even when you have a tough day and get chewed out your, by your boss, that you could imagine as a rubber mallet, but a rubber mallet still is not going to remove the concrete, okay? So what you have to understand is in this business is you need to get that concrete off of you, <laughs> okay? And the only way to get the concrete off of you, all right, is to um, run towards the tough road for self-development, okay? And so Every time something negative, seemingly quote-unquote negative happens in your business, you need to be excited, okay? When, when one of your top guys quits, that's good. Why? Well, because A, he wasn't obviously your top guy because he quit, right? And B, that's like a massive sledgehammer and that might have just freed up one of your legs, right? <laughs> right? So on the one, it's such a weird dichotomy. On the one hand, you have to have the mindset that, hey, all things work together for my good. Everything is going to go in my favor today. But on the other hand, right, when these bad things do happen, seemingly bad things, you have to be excited because you have to understand that that is a sledgehammer, okay, breaking another layer of concrete off you, right? And so it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's like at least a five-year process to get free. But the other, alter, what's the alternative, right? The alternative is to get feather dusted every day for 40 or 50 years, end up at the end of your life still in the dang block of concrete, not one bit free, broke, busted, and disgusted, right? The other option is come in to your Primerica business daily for four to five years, get sledgehammered, right? Have people no-show you, have people darkhouse you, have clients, you know, withdraw, get chargebacks, right? Have all these different things, right? And each one of those things removes another layer of concrete, removes another layer of concrete. Remove, and what do you know? Five years later, suddenly all the concrete's removed, right? And you're financially independent. You're making $83,333 a year, right? A million-dollar earner, right? That might take five to ten years instead of just five. But again, what's the alternative? Forty or fifty years of feather dusting, doing what's comfortable in the moment, but never, ever, ever getting free. And so I want you guys to just really understand that, that the next time somebody quits, the next time things don't go in your favor, okay, be excited. That has to happen, right? If those things didn't happen, you would never get free. The concrete would never get broken off of you. <laughs> so the faster those bad things can happen, right, the faster you can get free, 
right? The faster that you can get tough and, and go through these things and have that concrete busted off you as you're and, allow, and be coachable, right? Because your, your coach, by the way, has the chisel to really fine tune you, right? And so when he'd asked you to do things that maybe are not comfortable for you to do, go against your grain, are unselfish things that you need to do. You need to become more selfless and, you know, less selfish and more selfless, right? That's going to hurt, but it's a character development. So be coachable, right? And just allow yourself to run, run, run towards the tough road because it's going to help you self-develop, right? So when, whenever you have the option of the feather duster or the chisel, always, always, always run towards the chisel. Guys, I'm so excited to see what we're doing. We have appointment setting like crazy. Cash flows are up in our base shop like mad recruiting's up, life premium's up. This will be the biggest month of our year thus far, guys. Let's get after it. Let's keep going. Let's do what we said we were going to do. And guys, let's build this thing. I'm so proud, so proud to be the Relentless 2011 coach. So proud that our team won the best RVP team in the Arender hierarchy for the entire year of 2011. So proud of where we're going. Let's keep our heads down. Let's not slow down. And let's, in fact, increase and increase our work ethic. Let's run towards the chisel and avoid the easy road and the feather duster at all costs. God bless you guys. We'll see you at the top.